Hey everyone, this is Brandon Lyles. My wife Heidi and I pastor Living Word Northwest in Rogers, Minnesota. We hope what you're about to hear encourages you no matter what you're facing this week. We believe you'll experience Jesus wherever you're listening from right now. Enjoy the message. You know, I was doing a little uh, research on moms, okay? And I got some interesting things to share with you about moms that I found just before we jump into the word here. Every mom was a new mom at some point, right? That makes sense, okay? Okay, all right, good. We're awake this morning. The average American new mom changed 5.5 diapers per day. I don't know why I'm on the numbers thing this month. That's 38.5 diapers per week. That's 165 diapers per month. That is 2,008 stanky diapers per year. That's a lot of diapers. New moms do an average of four loads of laundry per week. That's 192 loads per year. New moms, this is, this is I'm going to get a few amens on this one. New moms sleep an average of 5.5 hours per day. That's 900 less hours per year than the average American. Oh, Jesus. This is like birth control for those of you that are thinking about having kids right now. New moms spent an average of three hours per day trying to feed their babies, equaling six weeks per year, making airplane noises with spoons, right? Um, 3.9 million women under the age of 50 gave birth last year. That's, and 61.8% of those women are also in the workforce. Come on. So I am grateful and I am thankful for moms. I don't know how... I don't know how you put up with your kids. I don't know how you put up with, with me. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, I'm getting some good looks up here from Heidi, but I am so grateful for moms. Anyway, um, let's get into the word this morning. Uh, Psalm 33. Psalm chapter 33. You guys excited to be in church this morning? Yeah, I'm feeling good. The sun was shining this morning. It, it was a little chilly out, but God is speaking to us this morning. Psalm 33, verse 4, for God's word is something to sing about. He is true to his promises, his word can be trusted, and everything he does is reliable and right. The Lord loves seeing justice on the earth. Anywhere and everywhere you can find his faithful, unfailing love. All he had to do was speak by his spirit when command, and God created the heavenlies. Filled with galaxies and stars, the vast cosmos he wonderfully made. His voice scooped out the seas. The ocean depths poured into vast reservoirs. Verse 8, with breathtaking wonder, let everyone worship Yahweh, this awe-inspiring creator. He breathed words and worlds were birthed. Let there be, and there it was, springing forth the moment he spoke, no sooner said than done. With his breath, he scatters the schemes of nations who oppose him. They will never succeed. His destiny plan for the earth stands sure. His forever plan remains in place and will never fail. Verse 12, blessed and prosperous is that nation who has God as their Lord. They will be the people he has chosen for his own. God has spoken. It's a past tense, already done thing. 
He has planted, already planted his plans. He has planted seeds and promises and treasures already, all the way from creation throughout the cross. Amen. Seeds in the ground. I want you to think we need to have a perspective shift this morning. Your healing has already been planted. Your success, your promotion, your joy. These aren't things that we have to beg God for. From creation, when he spoke, because God has spoken, he planted these promises in the ground for us to find. All ready. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Right? Come on. Take me back to my Lutheran church days. There's nothing like knowing that God has spoken something to you. And I will say this. (laughs) He has never spoken audibly to me. Never. Come on, I'm just giving you a little encouragement here when you're like, I've never heard God speak before. He speaks in different ways, right? It's, it's, so, it's just so crazy when you have that, we call it, you know, at Christianese, we call it a knowing in our heart. Or maybe we might say there's a peace in us about a decision we want to make that just passes all human natural understanding. Or um, for me, I, I think the Lord is speaking to me when I see a door open for me in my life or my career. Or a door closing, Right? That's the Lord speaking to me. You have that knowing in your heart. Or when things just fall into place. Not that they're always perfect, but things just kind of settle. That's God speaking. It's like, and when it happens, it's like finding a treasure. And that's what we're talking about today. Buried treasure. All right? Proverbs chapter 2, verse 2 says, Train your heart to listen when I speak. And open your spirit wide to expand your discernment. Then pass it on to your sons and daughters. Yes, cry out for comprehension and intercede for insight. For if you keep seeking it like a man would seek for sterling silver, searching in hidden places for cherished treasure, then you will discover the fear of the Lord and find the true knowledge of God. It's like when the word tells us he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And the fear of God. Okay, Um, verse 6. Wisdom is a gift from a generous God. It's a gift. Already been given, right? From a generous God. And every word he speaks is full of revelation and becomes a fountain, right? Fountains. Fountains naturally keep springing forth of understanding where? Within you. For the Lord has a hidden storehouse of wisdom made accessible to his godly ones, right? Like a buried treasure. He becomes your personal bodyguard. I know you want me to sing right now. Whitney? No? Okay. As you follow his ways, protect... (laughs) Perhaps a quick note. Protecting and guarding you as you choose what is right. Then you will discover all that is just, proper, and fair... This is what I love. God, what do I do? What's the right thing to do? Then you will discover what is just, proper, and fair and be empowered to make the right decisions as you walk into your destiny. Verse 10, when wisdom wins your heart and revelation breaks in, true pleasure enters your soul. 
So I can read something like this, and I don't know about you, but for me, I still find myself asking the questions. God, why is this happening? God, what should I do next? God, I need an answer. What's the answer? Anybody else find yourself in that place where it's like, Lord, please, are you going to show me what I'm supposed to do? I just need, I just need, what do I do? The seeds, the treasures, the answers, the plans have already been planted. Creation, it's done. And this is, you know, we're talking about speak. And, and one of the reasons I'm, I'm, I'm using so many scriptures today is because I, for myself, am speaking the word so that I can move some mountains, find some of those buried treasures that are, that are waiting in store in my life. Amen? Amen. So, so I'm going to jump again now. Jeremiah 29, 11, very familiar. For I know the plans I have for you. That means they're there, says the Lord. They are pl- plans. They're, they're there. They're already planned for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. This sounds like something that's already been done. It is the nature of God. It is the nature that was imparted into Jesus, which caused him to say on the cross, it is finished. So when I have the questions or I need the answers or I'm trying to figure out why, God, why am I so unhappy right now? Or why is this so difficult? Why are my kids acting this way? And what should I do about it, Lord? 9 a.m. people don't ask those kind of questions. You guys are very spiritual. That's why you're here so early. But me, some of those very questions I was asking this morning, right? No, uh, what, what did Jesus say? to the questions of life and eternity. He said, it is finished. The curse of death and its power and its hold on humanity is finished. What about this cancer in my body, God? It is finished. What is needed for healing? Already finished. What about this anxiety spinning around in my head? What do I do? It is finished. You know, some of us are so busy trying to quote every scripture in the entire Bible, and there are three words that are more powerful than any others. The words that came out of Jesus's mouth on the cross, his answer to death, his answer to all the questions, his answer to unbelief, his answer was, it is finished. Past tense, the power has already been planted in your heart. Dig it up, church. That treasure is buried. It's there. That promise is there. And we just simply seek and find. Come on now. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. I promise you, if you have faith inside you, and faith inside of you no bigger than the size of a small mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move away from here and go over there. And you will see it move. There is nothing you couldn't do. Now, mustard seeds, we've talked about this. They grow into mustard bushes. They grow into mustard weeds, really. Because mustard seeds, when they grow, they grow into these bushes that just take over everything. And this is saying that even if I have just a little ounce of faith in my, my three words, it is finished, or whatever I'm standing on, whatever word I'm standing on, 
If I have just a tiny bit of faith and I plant that mustard seed of faith in my mouth, that means that it will grow and like a real mustard seed, it will take over everything. Now let's not jump to the conclusion where we become super Christians that are like quoting scripture at everybody and their mother and it's so annoying because it's like, oh, well, praise God. I know it's raining out, but I believe he's going to do this with the weather and blah, blah, blah. No, I'm talking about the mustard seed takes over in here. It takes over what my heart is doing. It takes over what I'm thinking. When I use that mustard seed of faith, it takes over my thoughts. When I use that mustard seed of faith, it takes over the words that I'm speaking. that's, That's a big deal to me because this is what gets me into trouble. And sometimes it takes me speaking what I know to be true in my heart to start changing this, right? So that then the way I treat my wife and treat my kids starts changing even if I'm cranky and crabby. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? All right. When I say what he said, then I can do what he did. And that means that the same power that raised Christ from the dead, right? (laughs) That means that when I say to that mountain, that means as he is, so am I. All these promises go from treasures to possessions. Are you following with me? When I start speaking that out and I actually start believing it, because sometimes I, I, I got like the grain of sand kind of faith, right? You know, and so when I start speaking it out and it starts growing and it starts taking over, those things aren't just words on a page or things that I'm just hoping for. They become realities. And I say, holy Lord, I actually am very happy right now in the midst of what is going on in my life. Lord, let me become the annoying guy that's literally happy amidst all the junk that goes on. You know what I'm saying? It becomes not just a treasure that I'm hoping to find. It becomes something that I've, I, I've, I've been speaking, and I've been speaking it, and it's been difficult, but I've chosen to speak it, even though I've just got a little bit of faith. And then when I find it, it's not just like, yay, I found it. It becomes a part of me. That promise becomes a part of me. That treasure becomes a part of me. That's what I want. This is cool. Uh, Matthew Chapter 13, verse 44, Jesus, you know, his identity, the way that he spoke was in terms of treasures. When you listen to even the parables that he told, he said, heaven's kingdom realm can be illustrated like this. A person discovered that there was a hidden treasure in a field. Upon finding it, he hid it again because, because of uncovering such treasure, he was overjoyed and sold all that he possessed to buy the entire field just so he could have the treasure. Now, The cool thing about this parable is Jesus was actually talking about himself. And you are the treasure. So good. He found you buried in the dirt. And then he he found you and he was overjoyed so he protected you. And then he went and gave everything he had on that cross 
so that he could not just purchase you, but purchase your whole world, your whole life, your field, everything that surrounded you. Amen, church? What I love about this, though, is that Jesus, this is, this is how he thought. He thought in terms of treasures. Um, he, 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 his nature was like, um, he, you know, in, in a lot of his parables was the seeking and finding, which shows us that this very human God was about discovery and intrigue. Amen. I had a situation um, in my life where God spoke to me. And um, some of you may have heard me talk about this before, but I haven't had this happen a lot where it's like, I, I felt like the Lord was prophesying through me to me. You know what I'm talking about? And um, so this was before Northwest. This was, this was years before Living Word started planting um, these churches. And, and I was on my way home from the gym. And it was like the Lord just spoke to me. And I wrote down what he spoke to me. And one of the lines that he said was, I'm giving you a crown. I'm giving you a crown. Now, me in my typical kind of, word of faith rut that I was in said, a crown, I'm going to be rich. Ah, right? Just being honest with you. God's going to give me money because that's all God cares about. Come on. It's like, Brandon, are you so shallow? Are you so shallow that like, well, the blessings of the Lord are, you know, have president's faces on them. That's all he can do in my life. Are you kidding me right now? So I was like, God's giving me a crown, babe. God told me he's giving me a crown. We're going to be rich. Yay. We can sell the 2007 Honda Accord and upgrade to a 2018. Well, praise God. No. So, so I, I'm like, okay, Lord, what does this mean? What does this mean? And I'm kind of looking right? Which when there's, when there's buried treasure, you're kind of looking, right? God, what does this mean? God, what does this mean? And so, you know, a lot of time actually passed. Um, and, you know, I was thinking maybe this meant treasure, maybe this meant promotion because kings wear crowns, right? So, so maybe I'm going to get promoted, right? And um, what, I mean, you, you make up the analogies. I was thinking them because I was like, praise God spoke, because God spoke to me. Like I knew that I knew that I knew that what I had written down on that little piece of paper that's still in my Bible, that this is the real deal. And so a lot of time passed and, um, you know, uh, Pastor Mac had this idea of planting a church further north and he's like, Brandon, go, go look for some facilities, right? So I'm looking, and I find a place actually right down the road here called the Crown Room. It's a sign from the Lord. And I was like, Mac, this is it. This is the place. It's called the Crown Room. This is the place. I should tell you, Mac, God spoke to me actually a while back. Said he's giving me a crown. So... The whole deal fell through. So it wasn't the crown room. The interesting thing about this is months later, Pastor Mac does a series on wisdom. So here I am. I'm out here looking for all these natural things, right? A crown, a promotion, crown, finances, the crown room. Pastor Mac does a series on wisdom. I do a little digging of my own. Amen. A little digging of my own after being inspired. And I find that wisdom is referred to in Proverbs as a crown. It dropped in me. It was like, it was like I found that treasure. Even though I was looking for what I wanted or what I thought, I was looking for the financial increase or the promotion, right? 
God had this hidden treasure, which was already there all along. He's all, Jesus has made under us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. He's, he, wisdom was already planted there. And so what happened? I received that and I said, wow, wisdom, wisdom. And things just started to fall into line with planting churches, right? And it's like I had all these ideas and all these answers that I never had before. I was finding buildings and locations and people and connections and all these things. And because of that, I saw promotion in my life and in my career, right? And because of that, God giving me a crown, Northwest, here we are. This is, the, this is like what I want to do with my life. There's nothing better than when God speaks to you and you find that, that buried treasure and that promise that's connected to it, right? And God gives you a crown that doesn't look like a little this with a little jewels and a little whatever it is, right? He brings you a true treasure, true riches that do more for your heart and your soul and your family and your friends and your community than just a few dollar bills could ever do. Amen, church? Yeah, that's a good testimony. I love when God does that, when we find things that, 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 that we, we didn't realize we needed. <laughs> Amen? Then everything falls into place. When we limit ourselves to what we want, we miss out on the fullness of what he wants. Mm. It's the difference between like earthly treasure and eternal treasure. And uh, there's a word to the wise here I want to give, though, because when you are looking for treasure, a lot of times it is buried, and it's buried in the dirt. And so you better believe that from whatever that was now, three years ago, four years ago, if that, when God gave me that word, to where I am today, there was a lot of dirt. Gulp. There was a lot of, of blood, sweat, and tears. There was a lot of digging in the dirt and getting my hands dirty, amen. There was, there was a lot of difficulties and struggles. And so we like to think that, well, it's a treasure. Praise the Lord. It's gonna be good all the time because all the time, God is good. He is, but that treasure, it's buried. Now, why is that? It's because going through that process of seeking and finding, of knocking, of digging, the work of the soul that had to be done, that I I learned so much in that season of my life. I grew so much. I'm still doing a lot of growing. My skin grew so thick. The, the, The amount of patience I had to have, the amount of persistence I had to have. I had to learn those things. By digging in the dirt to receive the treasure, the seed that was already planted. You know, some of us are digging for the wrong things, right? <laughs> like we're, we're like looking for the money and God's like, no, find the wisdom, Brandon, you ding dong. And, and some of you, I like to call, uh, <laughs> I've, I've done this a lot. We call ourselves Protestant uh, pirates, right? We're always trying to steal somebody else's treasure. So somebody else out there, especially in the age of technology that we have, I mean, you can, you can receive somebody else's little nugget that they got from God or revelation that they got from God, and then you can just kind of 
swipe and, and receive somebody else's thing that they got from God, right? All, and it, I, I thank God for technology nowadays that the word of God has prolificated all over the earth that with a push of a button, you can, you can just be filled. But at the same time, what is God speaking to you specifically? What treasure does he want you to find? I can be inspired by somebody else preaching a sermon halfway around the world, but God, what's needed for me right here in my heart, in my family, in my community? Amen? That's why I love church. That's why I thank God that Governor Waltz has finally given us some good news. Somehow... Never mind, I got to stop. I'm going to get political on us. So, because when we come together, sometimes the people that God has put in our lives speak things to us that are difficult to hear. But when we say, nope, but I'm planted here. This is where I've been seeking. This is where I know I'm going to find. We find what God has in store for us as a community in this place and in this space. And instead of pirating somebody else's treasure that seems appealing, like I was looking for the dollars and the cents and I was looking for the promotion and the crown, right? God was like, no. And of course, who did he bring that word of wisdom, that treasure through? My senior pastor. Hello, of course. Not somebody else's senior pastor. Not that he doesn't use other people, but I believe that God has put us in each other's lives to minister life, to find treasures together. Not just what Heidi and I say from up here. You ever been on a Monday night prayer? Those people preach to me. They prophesy to me. I'm receiving from all those people on prayer that are saying yes and amen. Here's a scripture and here's what God's showing and they're prophesying. Like That's why we're here. We are all in the same field and we are going to find treasures that are going to bless us as a body, as a community, as a family. Amen, church? Come on, church. This is so good. This is so good. So what happens when you get good at finding God's treasures, right? Seeking him and seeking his treasures and and seeing his goodness all around us and then speaking that goodness in all seasons. What happens is we, we begin to seek and find so frequently those treasures that God has planted, not just around us, but listen close in us. I love what Heidi said this morning about mothers. It's so true. Those treasures are already there. You already have. God has equipped and empowered you. Amen. Second Peter 1.3. This is so, so good. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. Already. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. Your spirit on the inside of you, each one of us has a spirit. It is already full of the promises of God, right? Second Peter, he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. 2 Corinthians 4, 7, you're a clay jar, right? Carrying his glorious treasure within you. Your spirit is full of his supply and he has already spoken. He already created these promises with his words. He's, he's already breathed his word and his life into us according to what we read in Psalm 33. So, so then I, I say, Lord, just 
Just help me listen to what you have spoken over my life. Let me, let me hear more clearly those promises you've already spoken over my family and my calling and my destiny. And then, Lord, help me discover those treasures that you've planted, those treasures of goodness, those promises, those seeds that you've planted all around me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you guys, if you can, can you please stand to your feet with me this morning? I just sense the presence of the Lord here in a strong way, but a very specific way. If you have been uh, seeking something specific, you know, sometimes with God, I, I sometimes I get in those places where it's like a dry place, and I'm just like, Lord, I'll take I'll take anything. I just need anything right now. But this is different. This is very specific. If you have been seeking something specific, I hear the Spirit of God saying to you this morning, I have brought you here to speak this word to your spirit. I have brought you here so that you could hear this word for this season that I've placed you in. The specificity of what I am doing in your heart will not be spoken loudly. It will be whispered, breathed by my spirit into that intimate place of your spirit so set aside the distraction that you know is creating noise and chaos in your mind so that you can hear clearly what my spirit is speaking and although it is quiet it is clear but I require the quietness and the stillness of your heart and of your soul so that you can receive the complexity with which this call and this destiny that I am stir it's a re-stirring <laughs> a resurrecting a destiny that I'm resurrecting in your heart so that you can sense and understand the complexity of it without question. Because what I desire to do, the step I desire for you to take, will lead you into the plan and the promise that I've already set before you, says the Lord. So even though you are questioning, and even though you are doubting, and even though you are wondering, it does not change what I have set before you. And out of my goodness and my mercy, I will lead you from one discovered treasure to the next. And it will lead you down the path of peace. And my word, it will be a light. It will be a lamp. And it will show you where to go to discover the next promise that I have given you specifically. The Lord says to you, I hear that you are questioning and doubting because you have heard in the past of my goodness and of my plans. But this is personal, says the Lord. This is different, says the Lord. Remove your mind from the cliches that you've heard and instead invest your heart into the unknown of the newness of this call and this plan that I have set before you. 
Every step will bring a new answer. Every step will answer a new question. (laughs) And as the questions arise, I will not allow them to compromise the plan that I've set before you. You don't know the plan. You don't know what it looks like, although you've had glimpses, even dreams even visions of what you are about to step into, but you don't know the fullness. And I have hidden this treasure from you because if you would truly know what it looks like, you would try and take control. And if you take control, you move in directions and at a pace that is not that is not required to achieve the fullness and the greatness of this plan that I've set before you. So even though you've been making progress, you've been moving too fast, says the Lord. I need you to slow down so that you can savor the goodness that you are passing by by moving too fast. Whoa, that's a powerful word. So we slow down the pace. Yeah, this is me speaking now. We slow down the pace, Lord. So... So we can take the time to seek your face. That's a word for somebody. He's saying to you, slow down the pace so that you have the time to seek his face. See, we can have a beautiful house, but with a weak foundation, it crumbles at some point. I have a friend right now who's meeting with the, uh, the, the board of directors of a historical church right now. I believe it's in, it's in Minneapolis or St. Paul. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful church. A historic landmark in our city. But guess what? When you go down into the basement, they're renting trusses and joices just to keep the place standing because it's falling apart. So right now, this is what we're doing. We are shoring up the foundation as we hear God speaking to us through his word. And as we speak out those things in our heart that God has planted in there, those promises, then we are, we are this, is, this is what's great about God is he doesn't just rent trusses and joices and forgive me, I'm using all the wrong terminology, to keep, to keep, to keep it strong, Right? He he replaces, he builds, he renews, he restores. He creates something new. It's like brand new, a brand new foundation, a brand new foundation. And some of you go, I've been living this way with these habits and these crazy thoughts for years, Brandon. I have built my entire life and my entire house. The, the, The paint scheme in my house is based off of the craziness I've been living in. What? what he can still renew, restore, refresh, even recreate the foundation. That's how good he is. That's how good he is. And I believe he's doing that for us this morning as we've heard his voice and listened to his word. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there is so much power Especially if you're a guy like me and you're prone to, you know, the 2% wrong about life and ignoring the 98%, that's good. I don't know if there's anybody else like that in here. Or when, when things just seem a little bit chaotic around you, there's so much power when we speak out 
the promises. There is power in the promises where we take the emotion, the real feelings that we're facing and say, God, I am struggling right now. God, I am just, this is difficult right now. You don't have to fake that or ignore that. You, you just, you take that to God. God, I am struggling right now. And I'm telling you, he will give you a word. It might be something small and cliche like, but you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength right now. It may be something just as little as that. And then you know what? He's going to answer your cry for help. And it might be in the form of, of, of somebody coming along your path, a Ruth coming into your life, speaking a little encouragement into you. It may be in the form of things just falling into place. It may be in the form of some sort of joy unspeakable that just comes over you. It may be a song that you hear. It may be a door that's opened or a door that's closed. I don't know what it is, but I am speaking life into you and into your families right now because I do know that the life of God, there is no burden that comes with it. There is no sorrow that comes with it. There is no lack that comes with the life of God flowing through our veins. Amen? And so I just speak that life into you and into your family. Moms, I speak that life into you. Whoo, the life of God. Yeah, the life of God in you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. He's good, isn't he, church? Man, I'm so thankful for his word and his promises this morning. So let's just keep speaking that out. You know, if you need somebody to stand with you and pray with you and speak the word over you, Monday nights, 8 p.m. on Facebook, that's what we do. And it's not just Heidi and I. There's a whole slew of people and we just speak the life and the goodness of God as we pray for each other and and, and for our city and, and for the needs of our church. So if you're interested, join us. We'd love to see you. Otherwise, we'll be back here next Sunday. We've got our 9 a.m. and our 11 a.m. We love you. We'd love to meet you. Happy Mother's Day, and uh, we will see you back here next week. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen to what God has put on our hearts. If you need someone to pray with you or for you, join Heidi and I Monday nights, 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook. And just know we're grateful to the Lord that He's given us this time with you. God bless.